Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and today's guest is Christina Tonteri Young. She plays the role of Sister Beatrice on the Netflix show Warrior Nun, which is about a secret sect of demon hunting nuns. Imagine Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Daredevil, but with nuns. Warrior Nun is the first show Christina has ever done. She opens up about that, as well as how her training as a ballet dancer helped with fight choreography and how the show smartly approaches themes like good versus evil and religion versus science. Christina also discusses growing up in Finland and going to school in London. How are you and your family holding up during the pandemic? Um, We've actually been all right. And uh, we live by the beach, so it's kind of been nice. It's been like a really unglorified beach holiday. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess you're on the beach. That makes, I was saying, I read you surfed. I'm like, where is she surfing? (laughs) Not in London, clearly. No, Rockaway Beach is a really good place to like start because the waves are not huge. And there's lots of time, like there's a whole community out there, which is, yeah, it's really nice to just go hang out in the water and you're like socially distant because you don't want to get too close to anyone um, with a large (laughs) board, um, especially as a beginner. So yeah, that's been, that's been a nice way to talk to people. And have you like gotten to the point where you're like standing up on your own on the board? Like how, where are you at with your surf uh, beginning process? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm standing up and I'm going down the line and like, it's, I'm not going like straight towards the beach anymore. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I took like three classes. I took a private class and two group classes. And after that I was just like, all right, it's time, rent a board, just go out. And I literally, it was like, if I did not go out, within like two days I would start getting grumpy and like sad <laughs> inside my house I was like all right it's time it's time to go out again <laughs> but it's, it's just surprisingly therapeutic just being in the waves and just not worrying about anything for a good like three four hours while you're out there I want to just back up a little bit for those who haven't seen the show can you describe what warrior nun is at the very simplest form, it's about warrior nuns, but um, it is it is also about empowerment and feminism and like asking questions. I think not accepting the lot you're given in life um, and not just accepting things as they are because somebody's told you that they should be that way, but really reminding yourself to stay curious and question what you perceive might be the truth. And yeah, it's it's about a girl who she gets this magical artifact. Um, this holy artifact rather embedded in her back by what we think is an accident. And uh, yeah, she comes back to life. Um, And then she has suddenly, she's suddenly saddled with this responsibility of basically being the warrior nun who leads this order of nuns who fight, fight demons and fight for the good of the world. And she's understandably a little bit reluctant at first because she's just She's a teenager and she wants to experience life, which she hadn't before. So, And I think that's that duality to it. And, and before we, we get more into it also, can you explain a little bit about the character you play, Sister Beatrice? So Sister Beatrice is kind of the tactician of the team, the team of nuns that we, we have. Um, she's, she's really zen. She's very calm. She's very intelligent. She's also quite emotionally reserved. I think there's a lot of points where she doesn't really know what to do and I think that's something that changes slightly throughout the season I think she warms up to her own feelings as well she is a queer character she is gay 
which I'm always happy about. And uh, yeah, that's explored a little bit, but it's not explicitly like hammered down. It's not like shoved down your throat that this character is gay, but it's, I think it's, it's not made a part of her. It's not made like that is what she is. That's just a part of her, which is, I think they've, they've treated her character really well. And I think it's written really well. So yeah, she, she kind of helps bring Ava, the main character into this order of nuns and kind of accept her destiny. Boy, you're hitting on all the good stuff so fast. Like, uh, <laughs> especially her, de- like, uh, being a queer character, I think it's really great that it's almost not over the, it's not overly done. And I, I love how the show handles a lot of the issues like that, and especially some of the other character, uh, some of the other characters and their issues. Um, I'm going to back up. So this is your very first role on a TV show, correct? Yeah, yeah. That that is amazing. Like to be in a, a show called Warrior Nun, which has to be <laughs> one of the the best titles of a TV show I've heard in a long time. But what was that experience like going through a TV show for the very first time? Let alone one that has all this action and and all these locations. Well, I mean, let's just put it this way: there was never a day in which I didn't learn something or many somethings. Um, but no, I, I went, I went on set for the first time and I was like, as green as you can get. I wanted to know everything about everybody's jobs. I wanted to understand what everybody does. I wanted to see how the other actors work. I was really curious coming from, you know, a a drama school, a university for acting, just kind of having been with the same people for three years. And then suddenly you're thrown into the mix with all of these like experienced actors and you're like, whoa, how will I ever live up to that? But yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely wonderful. And having it in, having it filmed in Spain as well, it was like, cause I'd been in kind of dreary, rainy London for three years. And I, I was very happy to go on location and just be in this beautiful place and experience the culture. Cause that's something great about like a big production like this is that you actually get to go to these wonderful places and stay there and really experience the culture over a longer period of time. Do you remember like the very first thing you shot? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the it's the very first scene that you see Lilith, Mary, Shannon, and I in when we bust through the door in episode one. <gasps> oh wow! Yeah, so that was our first day on set as a team. Alba had already shot a lot of stuff before, but that I think and, and that was a really good scene to start with. I, I think as well because it really allowed us to build that connection to Shannon, which all of us really need to carry through the show and have that storyline running through. And we really needed to have that emotional string tied to her and the loss of her. But then also it's a really good scene in just that it sets up the dynamics kind of between Lilith, Mary and I, Beatrice, in a really clear way from the get-go. One of the things, though, is the sister warriors are a family um, and they have lots of fights, you know. And I also Mm. feel like you also have kind of like Beatrice, there's almost like a Spock-like quality to her. She's very intelligent. She's seemingly the most level-headed of all the sisters. And then you have someone like uh, Shotgun Mary, who I think is kind of on the opposite side of that. Um, How did you as a cast work on finding that family feel? Well, I mean, very simply, we did hang out a lot in our free time. We did the brunches. We did the dinners. We did the... (laughs) 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 But it really did. It really did feel like we were sisters because even between us, there was all of this good energy, we kind of really bounced off of each other really well, but it wasn't like there wasn't 
moments in which like we could see how the kind of the chafing in the in this in the story and in, in between our characters like between Lilith and Shock and Mary and then and there was a little bit of chafing between Beatrice and Shock and Mary it was like because of we all have these really dynamic energies we we could see just by hanging out with, with each other how those things could in a long term become like manifest um, as what we see in the show. If you've, if you've been with certain people who all are very individual and very strong for a long time, no matter how much you love them, and even if, like, potentially because you love them so much, there will always be a little bit of clashes. And those can be positive or negative. Also, um, you have this hallway fight scene, which is honestly one of the set pieces of the series, where mm-hmm. you have to work your way down a hallway to get to a room something in it i think that's i could say that what was it like filming that hallway fight scene well i mean it's interesting because what you see in the show is my wonderful stunt double helen tran because honestly i am not a master in martial arts at all i did learn that fight scene um because we wanted to have like an option of me doing it but ultimately they went with the footage of her doing it which absolutely makes sense I may have training as like a ballet dancer, but it's it's like I can learn choreography, but there's something about a professional who gets the dynamics right, who can get that timing really well, rather than just someone who's kind of learned it by rote and can, can pass, but but it's just, it's just doesn't have the same kick to it. No, I get that. I get that. And also it's interesting because um, not only that costume in that scene, but the kind of the warrior sister or the sister warriors, um, I don't want to say uniforms, but mm-hmm. they're costumes in the sense that it's a TV show, but when they're in their battle gear, maybe that's yeah. the best way of saying it. What was it like putting that on? What's it like wearing that? Did that affect you at all? Yeah. I mean, Christina Sopeña, who did the costumes, she kind of, she made everything so individual to the character. It was brilliant. Like as soon as I saw it, as soon as I put it on, it was like, all right, I can, I can feel, I can feel like a warrior now. Um, I mean, it was, it was a lot of layers of clothing. So because it was very hot in summer in Spain, it was sweltering, but I mean, all the little details in the leather straps and how all of us have slightly different ones it really just helped to kind of bring out the individuality of every character. Well, that I think also there's a scene where you're taking your weapons off uh, for some reason, and you have like a lot of <laughs> a lot of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that was a, that was like a, one of those gags that you just you just want to put it in <laughs> of like oh yeah. and this one oh and that one yeah. As I say, but you're not a very large person, so I just thought it was very yeah. funny. It's like where is she getting all these things? So Warrior Nun, yeah, like you said, we want to see nuns that are fighting. There's something about that. We see that happen. But I think it's surprising to me is just the depth of the the themes of it and what's explored, the idea of people being gray, not necessarily good or evil, purely good or evil. The idea of kind of leaving your past behind in order to find yourself, the idea of religion versus science. Um, were there any particular themes that spoke to you? Well, yeah, I mean... The idea of good and evil and what that kind of means to different people, because it's all subjective, it's all completely a matter of opinion, and therefore there can never be a real, true fact, right and wrong. Yeah, I think I think that the idea of making you question everything in your life, I think especially now when Ava needs to make these decisions for herself, and all of us, I think, if, if we're lucky enough to get a season two, we'll have to be very conscious about our own kind of 
choices because up to now it's just kind of been like, yeah, well, this is what we believe and this is the doctrine and this is this is our our system that we we abide by. But something when things get completely uprooted, it'll be really interesting to see how each of us reacts to that. But I think the, for me, the most important theme was like being intelligent with the choices that you make that benefit you and your happiness, but also are not selfish. Your character does kind of steal the scene at moments, which is not a bad oh. thing and not in a negative way. But I think it's just something compelling because we don't, as much as we know about her, there's a lot we don't know about her. Yeah. We know that she's like versed in uh, martial arts. We have hints of her past uh, and some of the abuse that she suffered because of, of who she is. And I'm wondering, like, are there aspects of Beatrice weren't even on the screen that were there? Meaning like um, like some of the martial arts stuff, like we see that, but is there a particular style that she's doing? Or is there a particular uh, interest she has in like her languages that we don't know about? Well, I mean... We kind of, because Helen's, my stunt double's speciality is like, she's learned like wushu. So we want it, which is a very lyrical um, Chinese martial art. Mm. It moves very, it's almost like a dance. Um, So we wanted to keep elements of that because of my my training as a dancer and that just it just we move similarly even when we're not like doing any actual stunts but so we we wanted to keep that because it's a very kind of it's very beautiful and kind of poised but also I mean it does say that she kind of specializes in aikido and things like archery but so those are those are also very kind of focused and graceful I think forms of yeah forms there's a lot of her backstory that hasn't been explored and that i I hope will be explored in season two i hope that there is a chance to kind of look at the, the the darker sides of her her life and her personality as well So the name of our podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. And I'm curious, Christina, what are you currently obsessed with? I just watched the second season of Dead to Me with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardinelli. Um, I really liked that because it's such a brilliant, especially the first season because it starts off, it starts off so well. It like sets it up so well to be this like cross genre, like it's drama. It's, it's like, it's kind of a thriller, but it's also comedy. It's just, yeah, it ticks all the boxes for me. But I've also watched, it's a Finnish television series um, called Border Town. And it's basically like a little bit Sherlock Holmes-ish with this, like, it's a a police kind of investigation, investigative kind of TV series. I don't know what it's called in English. Um, But yeah, it's a crime series. That's the one. But yeah, it's it's got this main character who's very, very intelligent, kind of doesn't always know the right thing emotionally to do but he's yeah it's it's done really well and it's beautifully filmed and it's shot in Finland where I'm from originally so that's kind of nice and it's in Finnish so um it's always nice to see something in your native language and in terms of books I recently reread one of my absolute all-time favorite books which is Perfume the Story of a Murderer by Patrick Suskind and The Well of Loneliness by Radcliffe Hall. So those are two that I would definitely recommend. So what, what about that? What about um, uh, Perfume appeals to you that you wanted to reread it? I read it a long time ago, but I was at the time I was way too young to really appreciate the language of, of the writing. But I just think it's, it's the second best descriptive language I've ever read in a book. The way that Patrick Suskind describes smells and describes... He manages to describe something that's not visual, very visually, 
in a way that if, you, if, if it's read to you, you can almost see the smells. It's, it's incredible. And it, it makes you, it, again, again, this is another book that go, we can tie this back to Warrior Nun and making you question what's right and wrong. Because this book, <laughs> this book, literally, like, by the end, you don't know whose side you're on. You can understand kind of why the main character does what he does. And you might even start to agree with it a little bit. But at the end, you're not like, you're not like, oh, thank God it's like ended the way it does. You kind of question whether you're happy or not about how it ends. And you question yourself, why did I enjoy a lot of this? And it's, it's again, it doesn't dwell in like the murder part. It doesn't dwell in the death. It just, it actually covers why and for what purpose. And then if a character dies, it's just like, oh, well, they're dead, but it was for this purpose. And then it goes on about that. So, so death becomes kind of inconsequential. And that's a really interesting mentality to have when you're reading a book being like, oh, you know, he died. And then you're like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, that was really bad. Why, why was I okay with that? Um, but yeah, by the end, it really makes you question your per- perception of what's right and wrong. And I, I really like that in, in books that it really changes my thought process. It's interesting how worldly you are. And I think a lot of that is when we think of like TV shows and stuff, we know there are people from London, there are people from Australia, people all over the place. But you grew up in Finland. Uh, obviously, you are in New York now, but you spent time in London just going to school there. I'm curious, like, how do you feel like that's shaped you as an artist, having these different backgrounds being Finnish? Yeah, I mean, I think being very international and being being very comfortable traveling, not really feeling out of place anywhere. And I think that that actually really translates into the actual acting. I think it's it's not really feeling out of place, whatever you're doing. So as an actor, you could be pretty much doing anything. And it's not like it doesn't feel very far away from you because you feel like you've probably needed to kind of stretch yourself a lot as a young person growing up in different places and not really feeling like you belong. So that feeling of belonging, it has kind of been weeded out in a sense so in a sense, your identity is a bit nomadic and that translates really well, I think, into, into portraying different characters because you don't really feel like you are just one thing and you are from one place. It's like I could be from anywhere. I could, I could see myself going anywhere. I could, I could feel comfortable in, in another character um, or in another place and it's just another place to visit in a sense. Um, (laughs) that's such a great place to be i think a lot of people would like to be in in a place to have that kind of options for life or for work as well um and as i asked so if i'm a producer and i'm like hey christine i think you're really cool i think you're a great actor what what do you want to do what's your next project what's what's something that you want to make that you haven't been able to oh well this is a very this is a very niche thing but i would love to do some shakespeare for film really yeah i i mean or there's there's a few shakespeare plays that i'm crazy about. Um, one of them is Coriolanus. But I, I think a lot of the Shakespeare comedies um, would actually translate really well. I'd love to see, you know, Measure for Measure or, or you know, Two Gentlemen of Verona done like on film. I'm sure there's a way of doing it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, something like that would actually be really interesting. <laughs> Pet project. <laughs> That's a good prep project. I'd say I went to school for classical theater, and I've actually done Measure for Measure twice on stage, but I've never seen a film version of it. And, yeah. um I mean, they always call it like the problem play, but I think that's yeah. more just because it's – it actually would play, I think, more modern than a lot of perhaps his comedies would. Mm-hmm. 
I want to wrap up. I have a thing called pick one where I'm going to give you a couple choices and you pick one. It doesn't mean one is better than the other and you're encouraged to talk it out. Uh, but would you like to play pick one with us? All right, let's go for it. All right. First one, Finland or New York? New York. It, because I, I've lived there longer now. Like I've lived there about 15 years around ish. Uh, like it is, it is where I really grew up. It's, it's where I learned about the world. It's where I met the most interesting people. I mean, it's one of the theater capitals of the world. There's so much going on. It's one of those places that if you lay around in bed, it will not wait for you. Um, so it really <laughs> makes you get out of bed and actually go get whatever you want in life. And I think that's a really great, that's like a New York mentality of like, go get it. Um, just do it. Um, All right. Next one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Daredevil? Daredevil. Whoa, really? No, of- no offense to Buffy. I'm biased also because I know uh, the <laughs> DOP on Warrior Nun worked on Daredevil. But I, I, I loved the show even before that. Yeah, all right, this next one, surfing or hiking? Right now, probably surfing because it's more accessible to me. And then the last one I have is ballet or TV? TV, more repertoire. There's more options. <laughs> I want to again thank Christina for chatting with me and I want to thank you for listening. You can watch season one of Warrior Nun on Netflix, And if you enjoyed this interview, take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. If you really like this episode, please rate it. Until next week, take care.